Hello, beautiful souls and limitless beings. Welcome to the Shamanic Soul Sisters with your host, Maria Jingris and Samantha Shea, where the discussions are multidimensional, courageously imperfect, and dynamically empowered with wisdom, compassion, humor, healing, and love. Now, here are Maria and Samantha. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back. It's episode 13 with the Shamanic Soul Sisters. Maria here. Woo-woo. Samantha here, also from, guess what? Branches of Vibrational Healing. <laughs> and we are <laughs> so excited to share with you about the third chakra, the solar plexus, which really resembles the sun. Yes, it does. And it's all about power. When you think of the sun and solar energy, that really is, wow, it's the power that kind of keeps the earth going now that I think of it. So weird. Um, Yeah, so we're (laughs) going to dive into that divine masculine energy today. Um, And before we go super deep into things, I just want to cover, I actually stole this from someone online, but I love I love his breakdown of basically what a balanced solar plexus looks like. Um, So I'll just read these top seven things to give everybody an idea um, of what it feels like to be balanced in our power. Uh, So the first thing is your body and mind are connected and aligned, basically meaning that they are talking on the same wavelength. Um, Number two is your thoughts materialize. So what you really give your power to, your beliefs, you start to see them materialize in the physical world. Um, Number three is you prioritize your health and inner peace over superficial interests. And to me, this really, again, it it reflects that you're in your power when you are um, putting your focus on what you need to feel good and healthy, right? To be able to show up for yourself and other people. Uh, Fourth one, huge. Um, You feel confident and secure in yourself. To me, you know, when I think of solar plexus, it's all about like your confidence, your, not just your worthiness, but truly like your confidence, confidence to be in your own skin, to speak your truth, to be your authentic self. Um, So when you have a balanced solar plexus, you are confident. Um, Number five is you have the willpower to do or change anything in your life. And I think that this builds off of feeling confident. So when you're confident, then you have that that motivation, we'll say, to change things in your life that aren't working anymore. Um, number six, you have goals and plans to achieve them, which again kind of comes off of having that willpower to change things that you have um, the power to change. And number seven, you love and accept yourself. And I, again, feel that that comes from feeling confident. And I know in the past I've talked about, um, I think actually the very first video I made on our YouTube was about stepping into confidence. And confidence was always one of those energies I, I, I apparently never felt because as I'm learning to kind of allow myself to anchor that into my body, in the beginning it was very uncomfortable because I sort of equated confidence with like arrogance and cockiness. But now, like, I really have this understanding that confidence is just, like, owning who you are. And it's not, you're not comparing yourself to other people. Like, that's being cocky, I think, when you come across as, like, this superior kind of being. 
But when you're confident, you're not, you're not looking down on other people, but you're no longer looking down on yourself. Um, so to me, being confident is like, you can still be very humble, but also confident. And that's something that I've really been working on these last four years is like owning my power. How about you, Sam? Power, power, power. I love when you say power because <laughs> it's power. But since we're from New England, we don't pronounce the R's. Screw the R's. <laughs> I feel, <laughs> I feel like power in the solar plexus in general is something that I feel like majority of people do struggle with because we have this lack of awareness around truly the quote unquote power that the solar plexus holds, right? And when it comes to confidence, I feel like it comes into judgment. So are we judging ourselves based on what we're doing or not doing? Or are we accepting that like, hey, I had a list of things I wanted to do today, but I didn't get to all of them. And you know what? That's okay. Or are you beating yourself up, right? Because mm -hmm. the more we beat ourselves up, the less confident we feel in general. And it's, I feel like it's very unconscious at first. We're, we just do it, right? Yep. If, if we grow up and because we've discussed the first two chakras, the root and sacral, um, you know, those, those chakras are all based on relationships, survival, fear, everything we grow up with, those two chakras develop and how those develop then affects our solar plexus. So if we grow up and see people who are judging themselves or pointing the fingers at others, we, we are now developing those habits or, or, you know, like what we begin to think is right then if, by basing on how we see other people is then how we begin to feel within ourselves. And if we judge or not judge and the solar plexus really comes into, like you were saying, the masculine energy, because we all have masculine and feminine, which people, I feel like a lot of people don't understand. And we have divine and wounded of both. So with the solar plexus, it's the seat of fire. It's that's why it's the sun. It's like, mm -hmm. so that's how you can remember it. It's literally the sun and it is the energy of fire, which can be creation. It can be courage. It can be passion, creativity, which is creation. Um, but it can be joy and warm and exciting, or it can be angry. It can be resentful, destroying, damaging, right? Which is the wounded and the divine energies of the masculine itself. So when we have an imbalanced solar plexus, I am stealing this from my Carolyn Miss, my girl. She doesn't know she's my girl, but she is. <laughs> so what's up, Carolyn? Um, <laughs> so when it comes to an imbalanced solar plexus, by now, hopefully you're becoming more aware when you listen to us or just kind of what's going on in the world that when we are disregarding our emotions or when we're judging ourselves over in service to other people a lot, and we're not fully aligned with, you know, our, our intuition, our self, our body reacts, our body gets these physical symptoms. It's literally like, Hey, warning, warning, pay attention. <laughs> um, so with the solar plexus, any dysfunction that is created by not being aware of the energy there can cause arthritis throughout the entire body, can cause ulcers, any stomach-related problems. It can cause colon and intestinal problems, including cancer in those areas, pancreatitis, 
diabetes, any cancer in any of these areas, including the liver and the gallbladder, kidney difficulties, which is also affected by the sacral chakra we mentioned because it's the fight or flight, your adrenals. Hepatitis. So when it comes to hepatitis, right, it also comes to all of the HIV things because that affects your liver, no matter how you might get HIV or some type of sexual disease. Anytime we get a sexual disease and we take like a medication to stop it or to slow it down or to get rid of it, it ultimately affects our liver. The same when we just take a bunch of meds, right? Because the meds need to filter somewhere, which is filtered in our liver. So when we're giving our power, I know it sounds kind of fucked up, but when we're taking meds to stop something and we continuously do it, we're giving our power to that med, like I was doing to Adderall for many years. That affects our organs, okay? Um, And then it also causes chronic or acute indigestion, anorexia, bulimia, nausea, and flu-like symptoms because you're literally having your immune system not be aligned with you. It's, it's depleting because your body is being overworked when you're judging yourself. You're allowing external situations to um, really determine like how you show up in the world. So when it comes to the solar plexus and the energy of fire, if you think of, if there's a fire right outside, what happens when the wind's blowing, right? Or there's a fire in the house and you open the window. What happens, Maria? The fire expands and it just keeps going and it rages and it rages and it rages, right? But if you have a candle and it's lit and you put a cover on top of the candle, what happens? The fire burns out. So when you're in your, when you're in your healing journey, let's say, and you're sitting there and you're judging other people or yourself, you're feeding the, the energy of anger rather than showing that fire within you, compassion and understanding and being like, hey, well, I didn't know better at the time or I'm, I'm going to now, I'm gonna just going to, you know, simmer this fire that's full of anger and judgment. I'm going to show it some love. So when I am ready to stand in my truth, yeah, it can be explosive, but everyone in the neighborhood can like smell the fire, but they're not being burned by it. They're not being affected. They're they're just in their, how do I say it? It's, it's like when you're, when you're in your creativity and you're in your love and you're in your compassion and you're not judging yourself, but you're, you're accepting who you are, other people and their judgments begin to simmer down. Like you don't even, they don't even affect you anymore because you're confident. You're in your confident wheelhouse. And that's power, I feel like. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's the word I keep like associating with the solar plexus is confidence. And that to me is is the fire that motivates you to carry out what you're passionate about. If you're confident, you don't care what other people think. Like you don't. It's literally what you're just saying. Like when you're in your power, in your light, in your truth, in your authenticity, in your confidence how people see you, perceive you, receive you no longer has this control over you. You're not giving mm-hmm. your power away to it, right? And um, Sam and I do, uh, we make meditations and this last week's meditation was all about reigniting the power within. And 
what really came through was um, helping people become aware of where they're still giving their power away, right? And exactly what Sam was saying about giving our power away to medicine. That's, that's literally my story. That's as a nurse and as somebody that was very sick. And I found it interesting, the different diseases, diseases you mentioned when your solar plexus is out of whack. The very first one you said was arthritis. And that was one mm -hmm. of that was one of the first autoimmune diagnoses that was given to me. It was rheumatoid arthritis. And I sit here and as I'm listening to you, I'm like, well, of course, because I had no confidence like my entire life. I falsely thought I, I was confident about certain things. And I also know Sam and I have talked about this. That's why I threw myself into my work as a nurse, because it literally was the only place that I felt confident in my skill set in how I showed up for other people. But even that was a facade, right? Because it was like still something external that I was giving my power to. So it was like this sort of false sense of confidence. And I'm not mm -hmm. saying that you can't feel confident in your careers and you can't feel, but it was like my intention behind it was not actually, I didn't feel good about myself anywhere else except at work. So I overworked myself in a place that I was constantly absorbing all sorts of, you know, diseases and lower vibratory energies. So it's, you know, it's just interesting when you were saying all that, the different um, diseases that our body manifests when we're not confident, right? Or when we're giving mm -hmm. our power away. So then what we do as humans is then we give it to an, a medication. We give it to a disease. We self-identify with these things. And that's what I loved about that book by my dude, Joe Dispenza. <laughs> he doesn't know he's my <laughs> but dude. <laughs> um, he has a book called You Are the Placebo. And that was like mind-blowing to me because it was all about how, you know, um, we give our power away to medicine all the time. And we think because we're taking this pill, that pill, we put so much belief into it that we actually manifest that reality through the pill. So imagine if we put that belief in ourselves. We are the pill. We are, we are the solution. We are, we are the, the healing, right? And so when you can really start to put that belief in yourself, that's taking your power back. That's no longer giving it away to things in the external that are there to, you know, I'm not saying all medicine is bad. And this even is in terms of like holistic medicine, because I go back and yep. forth with like herbs and all of these things that are much healthier than pharmaceuticals, right? Because they're nature. And I know, I know from an energy standpoint, they hold a higher vibration. So I know that they're healing. But then I still like, toggle back and forth because it's like, I still trust my body just as much. Why can't I trust my body just as much as that herb? Right? So mm -hmm. it's like this balancing act of using those things as tools and as Sam and I like supplements to my health, but still knowing on in some way, shape or form, I'm, I'm giving my power away by believing that that I need that to heal me when I know because I've I've literally been doing the work for these last four and five years. I know I can heal myself through my thoughts and emotions and beliefs, but it takes time because as we've talked about, there's so many programs that have disempowered us. So it's like you rip away one layer and you're like, yeah, I believe in myself. And then <laughs> something happens and it's like all of a sudden you go into this like, 
you start doubting yourself again. It's like, wait, what? I thought I believed in myself now. But it's just, you know, it's being able to have compassion when those things come up because you're recognizing you're just hitting another layer of where you were disempowered in life. And we all have been. We've all been shamed and guilted and and told that we're not good enough, you know, and to not Mm -hmm. trust ourselves. And I really think that trust is, I know trust really kind of lives in the heart chakra, but I feel like it's very related to the, to your gut as well, to your, and that's the other thing, gut health, right? Gut health is literally what drives the rest of the body. So if our gut health is out of whack, that's why those diseases are manifested. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. But I did feel that that energy of trust also lives in the gut. It's like that gut instinct. It's that gut knowing. It's that trust because if you're confident in yourself, you trust yourself. Yeah. Like I, no denying there because yeah, there's no denying there. When Maria and I were trying to figure out like, so what do we talk about with the solar plexus? We went to record this the other day and um, we, we were discussing the fact that we know that the solar plexus is about power and confidence, right? Like we know that. And then when we were talking about the gut and gut instincts, she was like, yeah, but I feel like it's rooted in like, there's a fear. You were saying something about fear, right? Like, how are you explaining it? So when I hear like gut instinct or like, um, that, like that, yeah, that gut instinct that we all talk about, I feel like sometimes gut instinct is still rooted in survival instinct, which is rooted in fear, I think is what I was trying to like say. But it's, but then I understand like what you were saying when you were sharing that personal experience. It's like, we still get a gut instinct, but it's how do we react and respond to it that matters? Do we trust ourselves to trust that gut instinct to to power through whatever the situation is, or do we run? Do we go into that fight or flight and and um, ignore it in a sense, or go get so inundated by the fear that's coming up that we don't like we freeze? We don't know what to do. It's it's literally when that that survival mode instinct comes in. How do we react and respond? If we don't trust ourselves, then we're not going to probably pick the highest and best path in that particular situation. Yeah. Correct. So our solar plexus is affected by our root and sacral. But if we're also not connected to source and trusting in the energy that's coming down through the upper chakras, then there is an imbalance and disconnect. But if we're not aware from a very young age that we do have this beautiful divine connection to source because of, let's say, we grow up and our parents don't know that, but it's like you, you go to church and you, you learn different things in church or you see maybe a lot of abuse or neglect growing up. You're like, how could there be like a higher power? How could there be if there's this, Right. So you begin to shut off the upper chakras, that connection. And that's why these quote unquote diseases and these, these crippling thoughts. So anxiety and depression, even though it's upper chakras, it's, I just read it, it's affected by our lower chakras. So it's like this, it's a wave that comes up. So when we're disassociated from our fears or we're not aware of them, or we're not, um, allowing ourselves to feel and observe our emotions and accept them and love them. It's causing us to lose our power, our confidence. So when we are in these fears, which are the lower chakras, it affects us from trusting in the divine. 
And those are those gut instincts. So yes, we have intuition. I feel like honestly, intuition's in the upper chakras and it, it goes down into them. But I feel like they work as they're all connected, right? Like yeah. it's a two-way street. Like <laughs> It's all like working you know? in unison in a sense. So it's like yeah. if we're stuck <gasps> – yeah, if we're stuck in those chakras, it's like what you were saying before. If we're stuck in them, meaning like we're in fear in them, then we're not allowing that source energy to come through the top of us. So it's, mm-hmm. but if we are in our power and allowing ourselves to see and feel our fears, then the information, that intuitive knowing from source is starting to flood in. It's always been tr- flooding in, but we are not open to receiving it. Yeah. And, so a stop, a, um, a traffic light, you have red, green, and yellow, right? Like this is when I just went, <gasps> because I was like, whoa, I'm, I'm big on the, I'm very confident on the power in pausing. I believe it's so important to pause when you're feeling something and to be like, okay, what's happening? And that's what a yellow light is. It slows us down, right? Like caution. Yep. yep. Pay attention. Either green for go, green is the heart chakra, red is stop, stop, right? <laughs> Which is the root chakra. And that's just amazing. I was like, oh, all these colors, all our life right there. Um, Legit in everything. <laughs> so yeah, it's wild. So with the, if you look at the stoplight, right? Like this is something beautiful that they're just bringing into my awareness now. Whenever you see the color yellow or specifically the traffic light and you see the yellow on the traffic light, just take a moment and maybe just breathe into your solar plexus, which is right above your belly button, um, and just breathe into that, like to empower it more, right? To pause and breathe and be like, okay, do I go or do I not go? Should I stay or should I go now? Sorry. (laughs) Um, Because... When we stop and we pause and we like, wait, am I judging myself? Am I confident right now? Or is what I really want to share with the world, is it my truth? Is it authentic to me? Or is it because I've been told that that's what I'm supposed to be doing and should be doing? Because if you're, if you're identifying yourself with something that you're not super passionate about, you're more like, well, this is how it's, I need to make money. This is how it's done. And that's what everyone wants me to do. You're ve- you're in your wounded masculine, right? So you might still be productive and bringing stuff out, but is it serving you? Right. Is it is it bringing that green light on? Is it bringing that love in, right? Or are you having more stomach issues, more pains in your body? Like, are you more angry, more, more anxious? Like, check in with that. If... Um, Oh, I'm just having these epiphanies with the traffic light. <laughs> so I feel like I'll share my story real quick. The one I shared with you, because you said um, it, it gives a good it gives a good example of the fear, but trusting your gut, right? And I'll say it briefly, but I was in Mexico probably, I don't know how long ago, it was probably nine years ago now. <laughs> Powerful number nine. And we were sitting on this boat, me and two of the girls I went with, and I was—I found myself just simply observing the situation and the different individuals on this boat. It was an excursion that came as a package through the booking company. We were supposed to have a ride home. We didn't. And I just felt very uneasy on this boat. So I didn't drink like everyone else was drinking. I didn't, I was still dancing, but I like 
it was like I had this hawk in me, like just scanning the environment. I remember it so clearly. And it was, it was definitely like spirit was fully in me. Like, all right, Sam, you need to pay attention here. Um, I've had many instances like this in my life. So it was like, it was, like it was prepping me for this or something. So we get off the boat. I remember specifically at certain people, their faces on it. And we realized we had to walk to our hotel because there was no taxi stop there. So we had to walk down to taxi stop. Not the smartest idea people to do in the nighttime in Mexico. Um, so we're walking and I remember just this, it came from the lower half of my body. I had this like visceral reaction in my legs and my hips and my stomach of like, walk faster, walk faster. I was like, what is this? And I remember just sweating like, oh, and I looked back and there was one of the men that was on the boat. I heard him on the phone and he was screaming on the phone. I see these cars on the other side of the barrier, this two-way highway, um, like flickering their lights, calling over to him. And so I start telling the people I'm with, walk faster. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. We got to get in somewhere. They're not understanding. So I'm just, I start, I'm not a runner people. I am not. Um, <laughs> that's for sure. So I didn't break my leg, but I started like jogging, running, whatever I was doing. And I just heard, or I felt like I knew in my gut, something was not okay. And then I see more guys coming from behind me. And I know that they were the guys on the boat. And I was like, oh, this isn't good. So we run across, I tell the girls, run across the barrier, we get across. And they were very intoxicated. So we run across the thing. I ended up like taking my shoes off, throwing my shoes, throwing my, my wallet and just running. And I heard, it was like this, I don't even know if it was a, it was a feeling in my body of we got to get away. I don't know how to get away. I'm just scared shitless because I know something's happening here. And it was like this split second decision. It was like source streaming in and was like, you either jump in front of the next car and hope it stops for you or you let them kidnap you. Like those were my choices. And I was like, fuck it. And I jumped right out in the middle of the highway. This car, you hear its, its tires and it literally, the front bumper just gently hits me. And I was like, stop. And it was a taxi, like, holy crap. So I jumped into it. The girl, my, one of the friends was like, okay, she jumps in. The other one was screaming at like, ah, she gets in. And the people, now they're trying to get in the car and they're trying to follow us. I'm telling the taxi, the taxi's calling our hotel, already calling the police. The police were at our hotel when we got there. The men that were trying to, the men that were um, chasing us, were had these pictures up because they were um what's the word sex traffickers yes thank you but they were oh warnings there was like warrants out for them sorry warrants and the police was like showing i'm like oh my god so that is a perfect example of fear came up in my body do i let it cripple me and lose my power to them or do i make a decision of "Mm, i'd rather get hit by something go to the hospital, Mexican hospital, or do this, right? Like, and have my friends be pissed at me because they're not aware of what's happening. But it's like the perfect, I feel like it's just a perfect example of like, I took my quote unquote power back in a very powerless situation, feeling situation, right? And then when it came, so it made me trust my gut instincts more and more and more because I've been in other situations where 
probably shouldn't have been in them, but they've helped me listening to the fear in my body come up and pause and say, why is this fear coming up? What is this? Right? Like questioning it. That helps you become more confident in your, your, your body as your medicine and as your, your traffic light. And so when you want to show up in the world and you want to bring projects out, it's like listening to your body. Like, is this a good thing? Is this fear the same as the fear from Mexico? Or is this a fear that's unknown? And like, Ooh, this is a different fear, right? Like, cause that's, that's courage. That's a fear of stepping into unknown yes. versus the fear of, dude, you're about to get sex trafficked, right? Like <laughs> that's extreme, extreme example. But you know what I mean? Like it's, it's that, that energy. Yes. So- and coming from me, someone who's had pretty crippling anxiety, like a majority of my life, I've had like digestive issues. One of the things I also was diagnosed with was like an IBS, right? And my, my digestive system was always kind of out of whack. But um, also like Sam, I had probably like a handful of instances in my life that I can remember just as clear as you, where I got a gut instinct that came in hard and strong and followed by my intuition, like followed by that sort of source um, information coming in, like knowing that whatever situation I was in was not great. So like, we got to go like the exact same, not necessarily knowing what was coming, but just knowing like, this is not a good situation. Like we have to leave right now. Right. And that does feel different to me and my body. And that's where connecting with your body and really allowing yourself to, to feel into these different things so you can discern. Because that felt different to me than waking up every day with like anxiety in my stomach because that doesn't like just go away. Like that's like that, mm-hmm. that anxiety of things that like I still – I'm not facing or I haven't released yet like that lingers and but the feeling it feels different than that gut instinct that comes in like it's the gut instinct comes in like fast and strong and sometimes out of nowhere where sometimes I wake up with just anxiety in like the pit of my stomach and it it does it feels differently um so being able to discern that because if it's just anxiety of everyday life then you're still living in fear and take it from mm-hmm. somebody who knows because that's it feels very different. It's like how Sam was saying, the fear came in, made the body like aware of it, but then very quickly, like we, we, she didn't. And in my other instances too, like didn't become crippled by it. Right. It was like, what's the fear telling me right now? And it's like, you don't even know you're asking it in that time, like in that now moment, it's happening so quickly. So it's like intuitively, like she knew she had to run. She, they weren't even like chasing them yet. Right. But like, she already knew from when she was on the boat that energy felt off to her. So it was like, she knew, well, we just have to run. Like, I I don't know why we just have to run. And that was like very similar to the situations I have experienced. Like, we just have to go. I don't know why we have to go, but we have to go like right now. It's not crippling. It's like, I'm going to listen to it where anxiety can feel crippling because you're just Mm -hmm. afraid of like life in general. You're and, and like Sam was saying, you're afraid of the unknown. You're afraid of the known. That's like that anxious feeling that also sits in your gut, which is why I feel like 
you know, I, I think I said it, I don't know if I said it in the previous week's podcast, but it was when we were talking about sacral chakra and how um, our food is very manipulated and how they use colors, right? When you think of fast food joints, look at McDonald's, look at Burger King, it's all those lower chakras. It's all, so it's like, it's like calling to those chakra centers, it's calling to our abdomen, like eat this, eat this, right? But those foods are so bad for us. They're so bad for our gut health. And so it's actually blocking the energy in those areas, right? Like it's it's convenient, mm-hmm. but like literally that's why they use those colors because it's it's draw it's literally drawing those chakras in, making us think that that's what we want to eat. But really it's it's manipulating those areas and that's why it, that that food is so horrific like look it up fall down that rabbit hole have fun with that because you won't want to eat the majority of stuff that's out there but again it's all about spreading awareness people and i feel like that's something so important for people to be aware of of how um toxic our food industry is and like because i know that that's what most parents i'm sorry they're feeding their kids because it's convenient and it's Mm -hmm. you're like when sam and i were talking about like these energy centers all develop within certain time frames in our life right and those bottom chakras so if you're feeding your kids mcdonald's and burger king and sonic and all of those really bad foods that is affecting the way those energy centers form for them, to be honest. And yeah, and this also, isn't to, to shame either. It's just like awareness, complete right. awareness. Right. The, mm-hmm. Everything we talk about, and I mean, if you can feel into energy, you know we're not sitting here and shaming people, but it is about spreading awareness. And we do talk about the stuff that people don't want to talk about and don't want to hear because how can we ever do better in life if we don't know better, right? So – when we share this stuff, it's not, it is not to shame people or say that you're doing the wrong thing, but it's, I think it's important information for people to be aware of because I know if I knew this information younger, I would have probably lived my life very differently. I trust me, I've eaten all of those foods a hundred percent. I'm not sitting here and saying I haven't, but when you start to know better, you, you choose differently and that's being in your power. That's a perfect yes. example of you are allowing yourself to receive this information that might be hard to swallow, no pun intended sometimes, but it's it's there to empower you so you take your power back. So you're not giving your power away to all of these external things that are really not helping us to heal our bodies, minds, or souls. So it's mm-hmm. it's being able to listen to this kind of information and do your own research. Like I'm not sitting here and say, you have to believe everything I say, but I've done a lot of my own research and I can only share what I've gone through in my own journey. And th- th- this is where we're at. This is what what we've created here in this matrix, right? And so it's it's allowing yourself, if you're in your power, you don't get triggered by this kind of stuff because you're, you're like, all right, just like what I said, I read those th- seven things at the beginning. You're willing to do the things that um, are helpful and healthy for your body. You're not giving your power away to materialistic things or maybe the easy way out or what's convenient, right? You're actually diving into some of this information and doing that research for yourself, knowing it's for the health and wellness of your body and your mind, which in turn is for everybody else in your family. So 
that's being in your power. Right. And apparently I'm very yeah. much in my power right now because I can <laughs> feel that I'm like expressing this in a very direct way, which I don't always do because I, I'm in this like fear of how people are receiving it. And it's like, I, I know my intention of why I talk about what I talk about. And so why do I, why should I be afraid of if I'm offending yep. people? Right. Because I'm, that's not my intention. My intention is to spread awareness. And so it's coming from a loving place and from my own personal experience. I can only share what I've experienced at this point in my life. So because you've looked at your own fears, you've noticed that they fears, you've, you've done the healing work. Like, so have I, and many people listening, um, either this is your, your beginning or you have been on the journey, but the functional and dysfunctional archetypes, I feel like this fits in perfect when you're talking about the colors of the food and all that, because the dysfunctional one is servant and right. And so being a servant isn't just like, oh, you know, like, what do you want me to do for you? Right. It's, I was thinking, I just kept hearing the word slave, 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 and not how we're taught slave is in history, <laughs> but literally being a slave to your fear, being a slave to, which is servant, right? Being, because you're, you're doing something that isn't really your truth. It's not, it's not, right? right? You're doing something because of your relationship with self isn't fully developed. And you're doing something to appease others or because you have vengeance and you're like, F them. Like I'm not going like that's still servant energy because you're not serving from authentic place of love. You're not allowing that source light to come down. You're letting the lower chakras, which we'll just backtrack. So growing up until seven, right? Like that's the root chakra developing because you're literally observing. You're that sponge. And you need people to take care of you. Like you can't, like you're a kid, you need people, right? (laughs) Um, And then from eight to 14 is your sacral chakra. And those are sexual organs. And then from 14 to 21, 22 is when your solar plexus, your self-identity, your one-to-one relationship with self begins to develop. So if you're Lower chakras, that's why Maria is mentioning the food, because that's just one example of something that can bring in this imbalance into our solar plexus, into our masculinity, right? Because I feel like, I feel like our femininity is, I mean, it's in all of our chakras, but I feel like it's more upper, more upper chakras that then lead the lower chakras to get on board. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> um, so with the servant, it's, it's also this energy of like, well, if I do this, will they, am I doing a good job? Like, it's like you're seeking acceptance by others because you don't have this full inner and understanding of like who you are, what you like. And when we're 14, like, God, I don't even, I'm not going to share what I was doing at 14, but I was trying to find myself and like, and I have mentioned before, I had a bunch of different friendships because I was, I was trying to find like, what is for me? And it didn't, it took me until late 30, oh, just aged myself, late twenties. Um, cause I'm like, wait, how old am I? Time's an illusion. Um, <laughs> to like, who am I? What do I like? What kind of friend am I? And what kind of friend do I need to support me? Right. And when you're 14 to 21, you don't, you don't know. You're you're still just you're here to explore life. 
But when Maria mentioned, I think it was the last podcast where like, we're, we live in a society that's literally like, so what are you going to do next? What are you going to do when you're older? What are you? It's like they're aging you know, quicker and quicker mm-hmm. rather than allowing you to be in that present moment, which is that pause. When you pause, you're in the presence. You're in the present moment, right? So you can begin to learn and identify if you are the functional archetype of the warrior, like I'm going to stand and I'm going to see what do I want? Like, I want that. So I'm going to go for that. Oh, you don't like that? That's I, I want this. So that's okay if you don't like it. Right. Like it's, it's owning, like Maria's owning her voice, owning her wisdom that she has learned and she's sharing it. Right. Yeah. So when we're in this servant complex, um, we all have been there. We all, like we all have been there. It's okay. It's is someone else more powerful than me? Is what they want, does that mean more than what I want? Right. Right is am am I letting the need for money take over my need for rest for I need a vacation. I need to go ground myself. I need to go hang with these people and not hang with these, right? So however your relationships develop in the first two chakras affects how you then bring yourself about in the environment, in the world. And it was interesting. One of the things here, um, it says that the solar plexus causes you to see the world as either a frightening place. So you make choices that cause you to lose your power or you allow others to intimidate you, which is literally what the systems do to us. They intimidate yeah. us, right? To cause us to compare ourselves and to cause stress, which then rises up to cause all the upper does this eases. And then it says biography equals biology, which I was like, huh, interesting. Because if you live in an environment and you grow up in an environment that does have all of this awareness, that's why we are really sharing this with everybody. You, you grow up different. You have more self identity. You, you can grow up and like today I'm wearing every color and like, I, I just look, weird and fun today. But like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't address like this a while ago because I wasn't confident in me and people would have sat there and judged me. And I would have been like, Oh my God, that's who I am. Right. But if you grow up in a quote unquote environment, people that really support you and like, yeah, if if you want to play that sport, go ahead. If you want to wear that, go ahead. Right. And not put their own fears onto you, you can grow up and have this more autonomy and identity. And I'm going to share this real quick. So I know you, I feel like you have something to say um, that plays into this. So you guys have heard us talk about, because we're nurses, right? Autonomy is such a huge thing, right? When the whole jab came out and we were you're, you're being forced to do something that is a form of control. Okay. And this is a perfect example to know if, are you, were you in your servant or were you in your warrior? This is not to, not to shame or judge because we all had to be faced with this. Right. So when it came to personally, myself was the jab aligned with me and my body. 
No, because I've learned that my body is medicine and I have this belief that I can heal self. I can heal thyself. So, but I have to do the work, right? It's not going to be easy, but I got to do the work. So I don't, I didn't want to put anything into my body that could disrupt that journey of me healing thyself. So I chose not to get it, knowing that that would then cause people to project their fears onto me and call me names and bully me. But I realize that's their, that's, that's their knowing, not my truth. Like I have to stand in my power and go with what I believe in, which then caused me to lose my, my nursing career. Cause I, I identified like Maria as a nurse. That's where I was confident until guess what? I wasn't confident anymore in it, in the sense that I knew I wasn't able to show up authentically in the sense of what I knew I could do for the people outside of the hospital. I could do more outside of the hospital than I could in. So I knew that I was no longer in my truth there and it was now draining my power because I was, I wasn't aligned. So I knew that the universe was setting me up to be in this business with my beautiful partner, Maria, because it was aligned and it helped, it allowed us to be in our power in the way we wanted to and not give it away to a system that makes me feel bad for not putting something in my body. So I don't have autonomy for self, but I have to have, I have to believe in other people's autonomy, right? Like, come on, like (laughs) how, how disempowering is that? Right. And then saying, you can't travel, you can't do this. You can't do that unless you take this. That is a form of servant. When I was like, nope, F that. I'm going to be a warrior because that's what I'm aligned with right now. And I have never felt more free because I have I learned how important I am worth doing what I want to do, what feels right to me, and just allow my life to unfold from there and take that courageous action. I fueled the fire of self more than fueling the fire of servant because I lived in that servant role for 30 years and I was all set because it was just making me sick. So just wanted to share that um, because the servant's all about taking responsibility for self Mm -hmm. unapologetically because there are there are always going to be people in your life, no matter what you choose, even if it's to please every single person, they're still going to find something to, to judge you about. All the time. Because they're judging secretly themselves. that about themselves. That's why it's exhausting trying to play the chameleon that I did most of my life to try to fit in with this group, that group. It's like, my God, no wonder why I never knew who I was because I was being the servant to whatever group I was trying to please. And I remember thinking like, I'm not a people pleaser, right? Cause I would observe what I perceived to be people pleasing sort of traits in other people. And I didn't do those things until I started to, I'm like, oh my God, I am a people pleaser. Like I'm literally trying to morph myself into whatever version this person likes. And even that it's never enough. Like it's never enough. And, and, that's where it feels very draining. And when you, there's so many things that were coming through when you were talking. Um, when you started even just saying the different archetypes, I, 
when I hear servant, it reminds me too of that martyr that we talked about in the mm -hmm. sacral chakra, right? It's still a very similar energy because when you were, when you were t talking about it and then specifically in regards to being a nurse, I kept hearing like, um, basically like self-destruction or, um, self-sacrifice. I kept hearing that, that, that phrase again. And I'm like, oh, that's very similar to the martyr because it's like this, um, sort of hero complex that many of us that are in service to humanity fall into because it's the, it's the program of the role, right? It's like you literally put yourself last. Like I, I know as a nurse, I didn't eat or pee sometimes in 12 hour shifts because I don't have time really like basic human needs. I'm literally pushing to the side because I have too many patients and too much paperwork and too much things that the system's telling me I have to do to meet all of these ethical standards. And it's like, wow, no wonder why, you know, 90% of healthcare workers are exhausted and drained and sick. Many of the clients mm -hmm. I get, not just coaching, but I'm talking like readings and healing, they're, they're nurses and, or they're yep. somewhere in the healthcare system and they look sick, they feel sick, and they're tired of being a nurse because like many of them have given their power away to the role. And when you were talking about, you know, the jab and everything and, and just like even pre jab feeling like you were no longer aligned with the role, that's what I went through too. And that's why, you know, I left my job even pre jab, even though I knew mandates were eventually going to come, it was like, I couldn't be in a role that had rules because all those roles have rules based on what the system tells us how we have to be. I couldn't be in a role anymore that had all of these rules that no longer aligned with how I was living my life. So how am I going to tell people that I'm supposed to be taken care of to now go do that when I wouldn't do that for my own body, right? That's when I really started realizing like, wow, I'm not in my power in this job anymore. So wild. So the job that gave me this false sense of empowerment for all these years, I felt like, ugh, like can't do this anymore. Like literally can't. And that's when I took my power back. And it's so wild that it's almost been two years. June will be two years since I left my job in the system. And as we've discussed before, I don't have the amount of money in my bank account that I did when I was making like 90,000 a year, but I feel so much more empowered and healthier and happier in this version of me than I ever did. And even when I can reflect back to the years that I felt empowered in my nursing, when I liked what I was doing, when I felt like I was making a difference, it still does not equate to what I feel now. It doesn't because I, I was still unconsciously giving away, um, my power to a job that was giving me this false sense of pride. It really was. It gave me like a false sense of pride and even a false sense of like security. Cause it's like when I was at work, I felt like I was getting the validation that an approval I needed, whether it was from patients or families or my bosses, it was like, Ooh, everybody's making me feel so good about myself here. So let me just like live here <laughs> basically. <laughs> And it's like, it was all, it was all like a facade. It was all these false sense, senses of, of pride and confidence, because if I can't feel, continue to feel that way when I 
leave the environment, then I don't actually feel that way about myself, right? I'm still using external beliefs. And that was the other thing that was coming through when you said that phrase from her book, biology or um, biography equals biology. Whoa, because that's literally basically saying my story creates my reality. My autobiography is creating my physical reality, which is literally why in my coaching, I, I say to people, are you ready to write a new story? Are you tired of your story? Because the more we tell our story from a very victimized mindset, guess what? That's our story. I'm sick all the time. Guess what? You're sick all the time. That, that is, so when you said that phrase, it's like, Dude, yeah, like our stories, whether it's about ourselves or our life or just even the, how we view the world, it becomes the biology, it becomes the physicality, the reality of what we're living in. And so I believe most of us give our power away to beliefs, to limiting beliefs. And those oftentimes have come from external sources, other people, right? And that's why when we talk about how these energy centers, the the years that they develop were very influential in those years, those early years of our life. So if we're surrounded by very limiting or fear-based beliefs, that is literally being imprinted into us and that's how we see ourselves and the world. So when I did the meditation Wednesday night, you know, we have, we always talk a little bit at the end and I feel like people don't even know what it, like what that even means. What do you mean I'm giving my power away? Like, I don't even like, does this mean I'm giving my power away? Does it like, it was like, wow, people don't even know what that concept is, right? And mm-hmm. I, that's why I say like, honestly, I mean, we all give our powers away to pretty much everything outside of us, but it's also our belief system is what we give our power away to. Because when we get very comfortable in our beliefs and we're not willing to see beyond them, we are literally stunting our own evolution and our own growth because a belief is literally just a belief. It's just a belief, right? It's, it's like such a minuscule aspect of truth, but yet we attach to them and then that literally does create our reality in, in the physical world. So it's like, that's why I think like limiting beliefs were such a, um, like a, a narrative that I really like, anchored into when I start, I'm like, what is a limiting belief? And I ask my clients when I work with them in coaching, what do you think a limiting belief is? And it's like, they, that, well, I don't even know what that is. And I'm like, it's any belief that you hold to be true, any thought that you hold to be true about yourself, your life, or the external world that takes your power away from you, that makes you believe you are not powerful, you are not worthy, you are not confident. That's a limiting belief. So to me, diseases are limiting beliefs 100% because we mm-hmm. it's a label and then we attach to it and then we actually identify as it. I've heard so many, I'm a diabetic, I'm an alcoholic, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a. You're literally becoming your disease when you say that very, very powerful phrase. So if you take nothing away from this, like start questioning the beliefs that you have and which ones are disempowering to you which ones when you get to the root and the core of it are telling you that you're not good enough that you're that you are not confident you are not powerful you are not worthy of these things you are not able to do this right like 
we're never told by doctors and nurses that we can heal our own disease. I've never been told that by any specialist I saw, and I saw every specialist, trust me, every specialist. I was never, never told that, ever. Can you imagine yeah. if our healthcare providers started telling us that, you know, you can heal well, your own disease? Do you know you can heal yourself? Yeah, they would because they wouldn't have any money. And I want to give a small example because you were part of we've we, me and you were part of each other's journey. And I I remember I was giving my power away to crystals. And we right. Maria and I were going, to, we just got our pictures done by one of my dear friends. And I didn't realize we were gonna go do energy shifting work with both of them when we were leaving. And I was, she tells us that I get in the car, I go, Maria, I don't have my crystals. I don't have my crystals. I she's like what? You're the one that told me like, it's just you. Like when you show up, spirit shows up, like you don't need your crystals. Those are just a tool. I was like, oh my God, really? And I, I, so this is just a perfect example. Something as little as that I was giving my power, thinking that I could not stand in my light and allow that source energy to move down through me to, to quote unquote, support someone else, to hold space for someone else because I didn't have my crystal. I didn't even realize I was giving my power to something outside of myself, even though it's a metaphysical energetic tool, right? right. So something as little as that is a belief I had that Maria broke. If, if doctors and nurses just had that belief all around the system, guess what? It'd be free healthcare because we wouldn't need it. Exactly. <laughs> we are the free healthcare. Yeah. And I just want to share very briefly. So the solar plexus, the actual energy center, it's yellow. Um, it has, when you, you can look it up online, the actual way it looks, but what it is, it's 10 petals. And I just saw over here that the 10 petals represent the veil that clouds our inner vision. And then inside the 10 petals is an upside down triangle. The upside down triangle signifies that source is always flowing down through into your body to then send signals up your spine and nervous system back into your brain. So it's like a rerouting system. And the more you allow yourself to step into your passionate fire, it transforms and removes those clouds that have been holding your power. Like, boom. <laughs> so I had to share that because- boom. It just the diagram itself is like proof that source is always coming in to, to tell us, hey, we are not these external fear-based agendas, beliefs. You are you are still spirit. You are still love. So hone in on that. Yep. We are not powerless. We are limitless. That we are warriors. Of, that was baby. part of the meditation. And I <laughs> that was the other thing I'll I'll say real quick before we end. Um when you were mentioning the archetypes, right? Because I went into the to the servant a little bit, but that warrior, right? There's even a, we're not talking about like the warrior that's that's out there fighting, right? Yeah. That's not like a true, and this is why I call my coaching warrior hearts. <laughs> How ironic. Um, <laughs> me, like that true warrior, that divine masculine energy is so much in their power, so empowered that they don't have to overpower anything, right? When we feel like we have to control or manipulate or change or or um, be in power over something, it's because we actually feel very powerless. But the yes. warrior is in his or her power. 
And when you're in your power, again, you're confident, you trust, you, there's nothing, there's nothing to control anymore. There's nothing outside of you that you perceive to be more powerful, just like Sam's crystal story. I love that she, she brought that up. I had forgotten about that. And then as soon as she was saying it, I remember being, I'm like, you are the crystal. I remember like, I'm like, you are the crystal, right? But how easily, and this is a good thing to kind of highlight for those of you that listen to us that do use different metaphysical tools. They're great because they do hold power, right? They have high vibration, but whether it's cards or crystals or whatever it is that you're using as a tool, I'm not saying don't use it, but also enter and understand that you are just as powerful as that tool, right? Don't give, don't think that you need to have all of those pretty shiny things with you to do healing work, to do transformative shifting work for people. Because when you're in your heart and you're in your solar plexus power, that's where the power just pours out of you. You don't even have to try. So you mm-hmm. are the crystals. You are all limitless, powerful beings, and we love you. Thank you for for listening to us and being part of our tribe. Yes, we love you. Episode 13, dropping the illusion of the evil concepts around 13. Just kidding. Exactly. <laughs> <Be in> your- <laughs> 13 is actually a very divine number. Look it up. Yes. <laughs> Be in your warrior beautiful, divine, masculine energy. We love you and see you on the other side. See you on the other side. We appreciate you so much for listening to today's episode of Shamanic Soul Sistars. We hope you continue to tune in weekly. We trust that you receive what was most needed for your highest and best with today's episode. Remember, you are limitless and to pause each day to take a couple of moments for you. You are worthy and wonderful just the way you are. Thank you again and see you on the other side.